I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Come through, Queen. I want to see you. Come through, Queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through, Queen. And the truth in us says the honesty. Hey, Brendan. Hello, Daniel. How is it going? So, it's been a wild weekend, some change since we last recorded together early last week. Mm-hmm. Um, as everyone in the world knows, there was a violent and deadly uh, storming of the Capitol, insurrection, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, attempt to challenge the election. formalization of the election results. Mm-hmm. Um, strangely enough, in our world, it seems as though... Um, Sarah from Salt Lake City may have been present. Yeah, I mean, I think she was definitely, from the evidence we've seen, on the ground there. And I think Whitney posted something, like, kind of confirming it, slash distancing herself from Sarah. Yeah. It was interesting how Sarah actually was back on the show for the first time since the premiere the mm-hmm. night this all happened. I know. It's wild. Yeah. So, needless to say, <laughs> we think it's terrible what transpired. Um, just yesterday, in terms of us recording right now, uh, the president <laughs> was impeached for a second time. 
The first president in U.S. history to accomplish that. And yeah. there will be a Senate trial. I don't even know when. Um, yeah. So we'll see if he's convicted. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, but before we move on to the news, we did want to mention that we have very much appreciated the responses to the survey that we mentioned last week. Um, it is helping us plan out the show, uh, find ways to improve it. So if you mm-hmm. have not already filled it out, you could head over to comethroughqueen.com for that link. Mm-hmm. And one of the notes was, um, I guess, some communication in terms of like our schedule and when we post. And the way we've been doing it thus far is trying to do it based off of when the shows air. And then like as shows go off the air and new shows come on, we shift to accommodate it uh, in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think going forward with um, Summer House returning on Thursdays, Jersey replacing Orange County on Wednesdays, uh, we're going to try to get new episodes to you every Friday. And then worst case scenario, if uh, we get backed up, you should get it by Saturday. Yes. And thank you for bearing with us on that. I think it's hard with all these ever-changing Bravo schedules to um, plan this out. And they've started to go more towards the end of the week. We could pretty much reliably record closer to the end of the week up until like very recently. So that's why we're doing all these changes. Yeah. Uh, But speaking of New Jersey coming back, the trailer, as we expected, dropped this week. And I'm happy to report that I'm excited to see these women back. Yeah. I mean, New Jersey has been, for the past year or two, one of the better franchises, I would say. It has the most solid cast, I think, which is like probably the reason why they've had this same cast for three. This will be the third season with the exact same cast, right? Yeah. Um, It's coming back February 17th, Wednesday, 9 p.m., which is interesting because it seems as though Orange County is going to be a two-part reunion. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have like two weeks of nothing at 9 p.m. on Wednesdays. I mean, I could go for a break. Yeah. You know? Um, But yeah, so the Jersey trailer, uh, I would say it feels as though we are living in a world where COVID doesn't exist. Literally, like, whereas when Atlanta and Dallas um, and OC were all announced, it was like their trailers were pretty heavily acknowledging COVID. Yeah. In Jersey, there's not a mask in sight. I think I saw a mask on a bartender at one of the parties. Right. But, like, they're in crowded spaces. They're, They're outside a lot, which I guess is better. Yeah. But still, like, at crowded parties and stuff like that. And just, like going along with their lives. Yeah. I mean, as we expected, a lot of it is down the shore, uh, outdoor Mm -hmm. spaces, which is obviously like a step in a good direction. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they record, they filmed in Lake George over the summer. Yeah. But I would imagine that's like at a cabin, cabin together. Yeah. Um, At a cabin together. And like a lot of like outdoor activities. Sure. Um, Content-wise, it seems as though there is a fake 
rumor about Evan cheating on Jackie. Yes. And I think that's why. Um, so like reporting that we got from while the season was filming, Jackie apparently didn't go on the trip and it was apparently mid these rumors. I think she's patched it up with most of the women save for Teresa. Yeah. I think I did a search the other day and her and tree weren't following each other anymore, which whatever, but she's close with Dolores again. They have a weird friendship that like, I want to explore more this season. Yeah. It was interesting. Cause I feel like at the top of, uh, the filming of the season, Teresa and Jackie were getting along. Yeah. But then Teresa has to go meddling. Yeah. I mean, like in the trailer itself, Jackie's essentially like screaming at Teresa to say it's a lie on camera. Mm-hmm. Teresa just in those scenes looks so blank faced. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's always hard for her to like process what is transpiring. Mm-hmm. And then it looks like we're getting a rehash. We're revisiting the Gorgas versus Teresa. Yeah. Um, Teresa is least, a Gorga, sorry, but like do the Gorgas versus the Judiches. Yeah. I mean, at least it feels like a, uh, a different conversation. Yeah. It's based on, um, Joe Judice, like running his mouth about Joe Gorga and yeah. Teresa taking Judice's side. Yeah. I mean, I am curious to see what now a single Teresa looks like mm-hmm. on this show. Um, Jennifer Aiden seems to be getting the, like, she's out of control drunk storyline going on. Well, that was interesting also because it was like the Teresa single getting lit storyline then like in the trailer turned into also Jennifer is a drunk storyline. So I think we're going to get some from both of them. And there was like a taste of something going on in Jennifer's family, which like of family storylines, hers does interest me in general. Yeah. Do you think it's about the son being gay and like talking against the parents? Uh, I, I'm curious to see if if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else from the trailer popped out to you? Um, Margaret is screaming at Joe Joseph's. Um, and I can't really like figure out what she's yelling at him about. Either do I, but they seem to be happily married to this day, right? Yeah. 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 And like um, a lot of, a lot of people are talking about like Marge's work. Like I love it. Like I don't care. <laughs> Teresa posted the photo to her Instagram and I was like going through and looking at each of the posts and comments and stuff like that. And a few people were convinced that Margaret was Kim D Mm, in the photo. So maybe she's giving off more Kim D energy these days. Style icon. I miss my friend Kim D. Do you think I should call her again? Yes, yes, yes. Get her on the horn. (laughs) Um, Dolores, it seems as though she's like having some sort of medical scare and that's all we really know. Mm -hmm. I mean, Dolores is the Cynthia, whereas like Mm. we don't need a ton going on with Dolores. Yeah. Like she's there to like kind of even everyone out and fill space and like just look beautiful. Yeah. I want to say like the packaging of the, of the trailer was, was Interesting, like they had the women like narrating it in a way, mm-hmm. and then they were also doing like that thing they would always do on Mob Wives with like the black and white, like snapshot camera sound, mm-hmm. freeze framing. I thought that was interesting. Maybe in light of recent news around the Jersey women, they are mm. gonna embrace the mob 
of it all again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. One thing I wanted to just say is um, my hope for 2021 is that uh, Dolores drops her friendship with Kimberly Guilfoyle, though I don't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, now there is, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, Real Housewives of Miami News. This is, I cannot believe that we are getting Real Housewives of Miami potential news. Okay. So this is from page six. It says the Real Housewives of Miami could be uh, heading back to TV. A source tells page six that Bravo is revisiting the series and is in preliminary conversations for a potential return. The show initially ran just three seasons from 2011 to 2013 and included cast members Larsa Pippen and Lisa Hodgstein. According to the source, the reboot could include some former cast members, as well as Phil Collins' ex, Oriane Seve, who has been going through a long series of legal proceedings with a pop icon over the multi-million dollar Miami mansion. Last year, the Susu Studio singer Susu sued to evict Cavey and her husband, Thomas Bates, from the property. But Cavey claimed that Collins promised her half of a $40 million estate, which Collins was desperately trying to sell. Sources said that the cast of the reboot could also include singer Paulina Rubio. Brendan, are you familiar with her at all or no? No, is she related to Marco? No, but she had like a few like hot songs. Um, I want to say in like the very early 2000s, the one that you would probably know would be, um, oh God, Don't Say Goodbye. So look that up. Okay. Can uh, you give me a few bars? It's like, don't say goodbye. Da, na, na, na. Maybe. Um, yeah. One funny thing that uh, Michelle Collins, who we love, former host of The View, also does a podcast and has a serious radio show. She tweeted or said on her show that she thinks that the other Miami-based Collins should be considered for the show because she's from Miami. So her mom and her. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So she would like relocate for the show. I mean, maybe, or maybe just her mom. Yeah. Um, I hope something comes of this. And like, I remember that um, Phil Collins story breaking late last year. And it was like truly insane. Did Phil Collins sing the song that I like from uh, Tarzan? Uh, You'll be in my heart. Yeah. Is I that think him? so. I think so. Yeah. Okay, then I I I really love that song. <laughs> so you're even more invested now. <laughs> yes. Um. Hopefully, instead of uh, what's her name song, they make the theme song for Miami Housewives. You'll be in my heart. Yeah, that, that'll be a, a fresh change of pace. <laughs> um. Do you think Leah Black will be invited back, given her connection to Epstein? Well, she was notably missing from this. Uh, page six article, mm-hmm. which I would think they would mention her. Cause like, she is sort of a big name. I feel like, pfft, like she's asking for trouble to like be back on the scene in a, in a big way. I mean, she should look at what's happening to Erica Jane and be very scared. It's very different cases, but like what people will dig up and all of that kind of stuff. For sure. Yeah. I, I would tread lightly if I was her. Um, but let's get to the last bit of news this week, which 
is not surprising. <laughs> so Page Six is reporting uh, they've got the coronavirus. virus. Page Six has learned that taping for The Real Housewives of New York has gone to a halt once more because someone on the set has COVID-19. And this time, we're told, it's a member of the cast who's been struck by the disease. Production was scaled back in October because a crew member tested positive and didn't get back up to speed until there had been a two-week quarantine period. Now we're told that the show's been hobbled again after a cast member got sick. We're aware of their name, but we won't identify them because they haven't given us permission to do so. However, we're Mm. told their symptoms are mild. We hear the cast and crew were preparing to go to on a trip upstate New York, which would have marked the end of a grueling season of filming is now been postponed. A source close to production told us the trip was canceled as part of the network's strict safety protocols for cast and crew during COVID. Very strict. We're told production was shut down out of an abundance of caution and then Insider said the show is proud to be setting a good example to stop the spread. Oh, wow. <laughs> the Housewives franchise has suffered plenty from the pandemic. In July, Roni cast member Ramona Singer announced that she had tested positive, while Shannon Bedore and Emily Simpson of OC, Kyle Richards, Kathy Hilton, Dury Kemsley of Beverly Hills, Jennifer Aiden of New Jersey, DeAndra Simmons of Dallas have all had the virus. Wow. Several series, including Atlanta and Beverly Hills, have had to stop filming after a positive test on set. A Bravo rep declined to comment. So, I mean, it was only a matter of time. Yeah. I mean, especially, like, I thought they would have wrapped up New York by now. I, like, in my heart of hearts knew it hadn't wrapped up just because there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough content. But they've been, like, a bunch of different places together. Yeah, they went to the Hamptons. They went to Salem. And I feel like one more location as well. Maybe. But, I mean, like, the Roni producers being smart in the way that, like, the OC producers aren't. (laughs) Because, like, OC, we just had the biggest fart of a season. Nothing, Nothing happened. I feel like they... I mean, we'll get to it more in OC, but like, I feel like in OC, they were like, we have enough like pre pandemic and like, there's such a big lag between that stuff and what they're filming now that they probably just wanted to like call it a day, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I wonder how much they'll have left after I I bet they just go upstate after these two weeks and knock it out and then like have one more scene back in New York or something. Yeah. I, um, you probably saw this. It was like really getting uh, retweeted a ton on Twitter this week. The Maddie Caps edit of Carrie Bradshaw narrating like that, like seasons change thing with the uh, Blue River or whatever it is song. Not only did I see it, it made me tear up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if. The Roni trailer is like that this year. I will definitely mm-hmm. cry. Okay. Like, if I cry during the Summer House trailer, like, I will definitely cry during a Roni trailer. You know what they'll do? They're going to lean into, like, this, uh, the narrative about, like, New York is, like, back and, like, we're all in this together and, like, that kind of stuff and try to bring the tears out. That, like, that is exactly what will make me cry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why don't we get to episode two of RuPaul's Drag Race real quick? Okay. 
And the reason I say real quick is I feel like the show hasn't is like hasn't really started yet. We're kind of in a holding period. <laughs> so a lot of people were complaining about this online, and like I, I very much see the validity of the complaints in terms of like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Like nothing is like no one's going home, nothing's happening. But I do think it is like kind of production to give all thirteen girls like this essentially full month of being on television. Mm-hmm. Because I agree nor- with that. Because normally, like, they, like, the girl who's eliminated first, at, at the very least, can, like, go start touring and, like, try to make a name for herself. But, like, no one can really tour easily right now. Right. Uh, um, so it's, like, giving them the chance to, like, all stick in our brains. Yeah, and the way they're doing it also is, like, on this week's episode of Drag Race, we got four looks from each queen. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because there was the mini the mini challenge, which was a fucking full-ass challenge. Yeah. And then there was, like, the performance number. Then there was the runway. Yeah. I mean, I love the, the mini challenge, which is, like, the give us two looks runway, like, uh, fashion week challenge. Yeah, they famously first did that season seven, and that's where we get the iconic gif of Violet Tchotchke mm-hmm. changing from the black look to the plaid. Yes, yes, yes. I did miss, I did miss the presence of, in season seven they did this, and Alaska was playing Anna Wintour. Yeah. I missed, like, those kind of things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I still gotta say, we were saying it the first week, and it holds true the second week, the name truly on everyone's lips is Simone. Oh, 1000%. And she continues to bring and bring and bring. I mean, she, so instead of uh, a bottom two, it was the top two lip syncing for their legacy. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was great getting to see Simone lip sync because like, who knows when she's going to be in the bottom. I know. If ever. I know. In that moment where um, RuPaul told Simone that like, you have star quality. You've got it, kid. Yeah. Did I like cried? <laughs> I feel like almost everyone is on the same page in terms of like standing Simone. Yeah, and I just want to mention somebody who wasn't on my radar, but this episode I love Olivia Lux. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy her. I just don't like. I think she's she's got like. Uh, a charm about her. It's the charm. It's like, there's a heart of gold there. Yeah. But I like, in terms of like winning this competition, like I would want more time in the oven. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't need her to win, but like definitely Miss Congeniality. Hello. Oh yeah. She and, is a shoe in for Miss Congeniality. Yeah. And it was like, they gave the big uh, moment with got Mick to Olivia in the mirror, which mm. was like nice because Olivia was like the best person to like talk that through. I think for sure. Yeah, so that's Drag Race. Why don't we take a quick break and we will be back with all our Bravo shows. Let's do it. Okay, let's chat about Atlanta. Do you think that Joe Biden would actually come to a filming of Real Housewives (laughs) of Atlanta? I mean, maybe in like a different time, like not when there is a pandemic going Mm -hmm. on. Of course. Uh, 
it would have been possible, but like that is the delusion of Cynthia. That I know. she doesn't even that she doesn't even think it would like be bad optics to be like in this room with a bunch of people. I know. Oh my god. She is a true delusion, but we we will stand the fact that they're uh standing Joe Biden, unlike a lot of their other housewives uh colleagues. True, true, true. Uh I do want to point out there was not one Drew Sedora moment to this episode. I know. It's so weird because they like showed the pre or the what happened in the previous episode and it was very heavy involving uh, her and her husband, but then there wasn't a peep from her until the preview for next week. Yeah. And I gotta say, it it made me enjoy this episode more. Yeah, because what Drew is serving in her first season as a housewife is dark shit. And it's also has nothing to do with anything else going on on the show. Exactly. Um, I loved... Portia, Lauren, and Portia's mom sitting down and talking. Oh my God, me too. Just like the real conversation about how their dad, they had different relationships with their dad was so interesting. And I feel like it never fully registered with me that Portia and Lauren were half-sisters. Right. I mean, that dad's genes are strong. Because like, they look so much like... And even more so, like, I didn't realize Lauren was not Portia's mom's daughter. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, they're always all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, Portia crying, like, I was about to start crying. I know. A lot of crying this week. I know, I know. <laughs> um, we have more, like, shenanigans with, like, uh, LaToya and Cynthia... And, like, trying on the lingerie. Mm-hmm. There's, like, some bunny ears at some point. Um, Kenya apparently sent LaToya a semi-nude pic. I know. It was interesting. It wasn't the best work I've seen. It's 2020. Of- it's, like, why is it, like, blurry and dark? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she didn't. Uh, maybe she has, like, an iPhone SE. Oh my god, I used to have one of those. No, it's like 5S. I don't know, I don't know. Um, An iPhone SE cup. (laughs) Um, We, I mean, the big thing is the chill engagement dinner. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, like... Cynthia should have been happy with this as, like, her wedding. I know, um, but she'll never be happy. That dinner, can we, we've talked in the past about geography. Okay. And like how, where sometimes the venue of these places are, is so far away. And okay. how they, how a lot of them live really far away. So I was looking up this place. This place is pretty far south of Atlanta. Okay. It's, since most of them, except for Candy, I believe, live north of Atlanta. So, okay. like, for them to get down there, that's why it was showing, like, an hour and 15 minutes just to get down to that party. It's miserable. 
I'm glad you're giving us that context because, like, I could not understand why Portia was showing up so late. Yeah, so it's the party was at this place way south of Atlanta. All of their houses are north of Atlanta in the they're all in the suburbs of Atlanta, but Atlanta is a big city and it's hard to get around a big city and get through a big city, you know? Yeah. Like traffic wise. I loved our queen Tanya being the first one there punctual queen. Of course. The only one who like walked in with a mask, I feel like. And don't she and Kenya like don't get along. (laughs) I mean, last year Kenya was starting rumors about her marriage. The cookie lady. Or not her marriage, her relationship. Yeah. Um, I do have to say, like, we probably had a few too many people there that didn't need to be there. Like, we could have kept the numbers down even further. Oh, my. The way that Kenya walked in was talking to that uh, party planner, Maskless, asking about, like, testing and then being like, oh, so we can be without masks inside? Hell no. (laughs) It, like, cut briefly to, like, one guy in the band who was wearing a mask, thankfully, but, like, please... But like, at, like at least it, it didn't feel like a ton of people there. Like it felt mostly just the cast. Mm-hmm. We had like a few stragglers. Like Portia had a friend there. It looked like yeah. or something. I don't know. Um, I loved how little fanfare there was to Cynthia and Mike entering. I know, just like because were they the. Third or fourth people there? Or like fifth? I feel like it was like Kenya, Tanya, Portia's friend, and maybe Candy. And that was it. God. Love that. And then like, to make matters worse COVID-wise, because we're talking about it, like them deciding the activity is going to be singing into the same mic. I thought about that, yeah. (laughs) Well, like singing is one of the activities known to like, we're really spreading the aerosols, you know? Exactly. Um, but I gotta say, like, I loved Candy singing the chill song and then Kenya's horrible singing. Like, that Kenya would be me. Oh, truly. We need that chill song on iTunes, I feel like. I know. Like, Candy has released some songs that have not been that great mm-hmm. during her time with Atlanta. And, like, that would be a hit for me. I know. Like, why does Candy give all the good songs to other people is the question. Yeah. Um, Portia wandering in. It seemed as though, like, did Portia not know what this was? <laughs> I don't really think anyone knew what this was. Because it, it did show last week where Candy was inviting them all to the event, but, like, being really vague about it. And but that was that was because Cynthia was present during the invitation. But then, like, why didn't they just fill them all in? I could bet they wouldn't fill them all in, you know? Yeah. There's not a lot of attention to detail. But that would, like, ins- like Portia would, I would assume, be more likely to come on time. Maybe. But, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's Portia's world, and we're we're all just happy to be here. Yeah. I guess I also didn't really realize that Portia's not a bridesmaid. I know. It's only um, Kenny and Candy, right? And I guess also Eva. Oh, yeah. Is Eva like, going to make an appearance on this show this this year? So 
I feel like what I read was that Cynthia had her own, like, um, probably like a wedding videographer. Mm -hmm. So like she may give the network that footage. Okay. Cause as we know, like Bravo did not film it. Right. They refused to. Yeah. I did love, um, Kenya making like a throwback joke for like true lovers of Atlanta, like calling herself a bridesmaid. Cause that's she, famously what Nini uh, was calling her bridesmaids. Yeah. She also made another throwback joke. That was a dig at Portia earlier in the episode. She's full of throwback throwbacks saying that Portia's like etiquette manners must've been the same day that they taught about the underground railroad. Oh. And she was out sick that day. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, Marlo shows up. We're having fun. Um, it, w- it was like a more fun episode of Atlanta this season than we've been having. And like Atlanta is usually a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think truly what's bringing them down right now in a lot of ways is the Drew stuff that we spend sludging through her and her dining room and her husband <laughs> all yeah. the time. I wonder if they... They're only using that because, like, there's probably n- not a lot to, f- to like, give us a full, like, 20-episode season. I know, but we need to get we need to get Drew in the room with these girls because, like, we <laughs> haven't been able to see her having fun. She's been in, like, Lake Bailey once. She was the butt of the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, next, I mean, n- what is next week? Next week, I was just going to say, we get another, like, depressing scene about... Uh, her husband's dad's death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would assume we're probably, like, going to New Orleans soonish. New Orleans, no. Charleston. Oh. Charleston was first for the Bachelorette. The New Orleans was after the wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I thought for some reason New Orleans was the Bachelorette. Um, Interestingly enough, we have... Housewives kid montages going away to college on both this and Orange County. I know. Ask me which one I cared about more. (laughs) Well, Riley, obviously. Of course. (laughs) Also, they all drove up in that like luxury van to New York. That's fun. That is pretty fun. That's fun for like the first day. How How long does it take? I think it's like... I mean, if they're smart, they break it up, but maybe they just did it all the way through and had a driver or something like that. Yeah. Um, Was this Ace's confessional debut? I think so. Maybe. He looked great. Yeah. Great, great job, Ace. (laughs) Um, And I I think that's pretty much it for Atlanta, right? Yeah. 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 Let's move over to Dallas, which if the nail on everyone's lips on Drag Race is Simone. The name on everyone's lips in Dallas is Dr. Tiffany Moon. I know it truly is Dr. Tiff. I mean, this is now her show. She has come in and taken it over in two episodes. This episode, she really takes the reins in a way that's like, I am going to uh, show my wealth and I am also going to put these women in a situation they've never been in and make some TV. Yeah. I mean, we've had some 
some good housewife additions in the past year and change. We've had some not great ones. I mean, like, I would probably compare this most to Leah Mob joining Roni. Mm-hmm. Game changer. Yeah. Because, like, we love Dr. Wendy, but, like, she entered a situation and, like, became a part of that situation. Right. These, uh, Leah Mob and Dr. Moon are, like, setting themselves apart. But I will say, it also feels like, in general, there's, like, a new class coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and some are, and, like, between Dr. Moon, Dr. Wendy, Leah, and then I'll even lump, even though we haven't seen a shot of footage from her, Crystal in. Okay. In Beverly Hills. I feel like we have a new Ebony. generation. Ebony, yes. Yeah. Or Sean, yeah. if she's uh, yeah. holding an apple. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because, like, Elizabeth Vargas and Drew are not making that same cut, I would say. Well, Elizabeth Vargas, we'll talk about her when we get to that. But just, like, I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, On the other side of the coin in Dallas, we have Jen Davis, who is in a scene with these women, but they don't air like more than a hello, hi girls from her. I know they're being very mean to my cousin, Jen. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't want to claim her. I don't want to claim her yet because she literally hasn't spoken, but if she's related to, um, Wendy Davis, also from Texas, there could be some good things there. Okay. Um, I loved Dr. Tiffany Moon giving the gals the tour of the house. I did too. But like, I was thinking some of the things that Stephanie was thinking, but I liked that. Cause like Tiffany Moon can't be perfect. I like that. Like the annoying part of her was like her showing off every single inch of her house and like really, really showing off. But also like, it's really rich coming from Stephanie. Cause like she gave us the house tour of that, like, Really expensive house that she bought with the uh, interior pool and everything. Oh, that ugly pool. Does she still live there? Yeah, right? I think so. Um, so it's not like Stephanie's like Ms. Humble, like not showing off her wealth at all. Right. Like, and and I think Andy acknowledged it. Like Tiffany's being like what a housewife is supposed to be. Right. That's exactly what I was saying. And Tiffany won that bread. Meaning, like, she makes the money? Yeah. <laughs> it just sounded, like, so weird coming from you. <laughs> Breadwinner won that bread? Wow. But, like, I think, like, both, I think she and her husband both, like, are yeah. making the, the bucks. Right, but his um, diplomas aren't up on the wall. I want a bottle of the Three Moons wine, private label. Um, how do we get a bottle? I was Googling Three Moons Wine, and there appears to be, like, a, a different one, like, a, Eclipse Three Moons, and, like, that's an expensive bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not the same thing that I think Tiffany has. I think they just keep it for themselves, but if she's smart, she would get it on the shelves. Yeah, and she does seem smart, because, like, she's on Twitter, like, great presence there. She's making, like, funny TikToks. Yeah. Um... She so Carrie Brittingham tried it with Dr. Moon on Twitter earlier this week and tweeted a link to, I guess, jewelry that Carrie makes. And one of them was a snake and was saying, like, 
you should get this because you're a snake or something like that. And Dr. Moon tweeted back and was like, actually, it's really not my style, but I've made a donation to like the ASPCA in your honor for the amount of the necklace because I want to help the animals out or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like to to give to charity $1,400 based on like a tweet thing. It's like you've got money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just like hope she doesn't have a downfall, but like I'm only expecting the best from her right now. Um. Also, I don't know if you caught this on Watch What Happens Live. It was so bad. And even like Andy, like didn't even know what to say where Cameron was saying, oh, Tiffany Moon, she's like so bossy. And she was like, and I thought those ping pong girls in Thailand were bossy, but then I met Tiffany Moon and, and like Andy and Cheyenne Jackson was like, <gasps> I know I caught that like so awful. Has Cameron responded to like the criticism she received of that? Um, I haven't really looked for that so i i couldn't tell you yeah that really rough the thing is like we're i think we're globbing on to tiffany moon so much because there's not a lot of things to stand in dallas yeah i gotta say uh i mentioned for the premiere we didn't really touch down with carrie at all i did enjoy seeing her and her daughter um whose name I can't remember. And I feel like we met her last season too. But like she definitely... I think it's Olivia. I was just on her Instagram. Yeah. Oh my God. Like Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, exactly. Um, And that was like a good scene with uh, Olivia and Carrie. Yeah. Her name is definitely Olivia. And then we got... I mean, we got a young person talking about the Black Lives Matters protests on dallas which you don't really expect from this city or franchise yeah which was great and then we got a confessional from a daughter who like we hadn't really like landed down on before yeah i wonder if we'll like see her again this season she must be a bigger part of carrie's story i would think otherwise like they wouldn't necessarily give her confessional but maybe they're doing the thing for because they just need more footage yeah yeah um the DeAndre stuff is really strange. Um, I know we're like with like healers, a shaman. And she's like talking to the shaman about, uh, her half brother, um, from when her dad remarried mm-hmm. and they became estranged over fighting over two different wills. That's crazy. Uh, I would really love to know how that went down. And, like, how Deandra won. I think Deandra is, like, really hyper-focused on um, familial wealth because she's been never really able to make money on her own. So, like, she knows she needs to get in there and get it. Yeah. But, like, oh, wow. But she wants to, like, rebuild that relationship. It's like, why don't you, like, (laughs) cut a check first? Yeah, seriously, (laughs) cut, cut a check for whatever half was of what you got. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, who else? I mean, like, Brandy's MIA. She, like, cried and ran away, essentially. I know. And then, like, that was, at the very beginning of the episode, that was kind of weird to me, where it's, like, she cried and ran back to, like, Stephanie was consoled by her, and then, like, Dr. Moon went to the bathroom alone and, like... Yeah, yeah. 
wasn't really consoled by anyone. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that was not, not a great showing. You know what I don't love? It seems as though present day, like Tiffany and Deandra are like the two allies. You don't love that? I don't love that. But then at the same time, like who is there for Tiffany to be an ally with? I think she's only got Deandra right now. Um. So yeah, I feel like I'm enjoying Dallas more than I could have hoped. Yeah. I just think they need to, they can do a better job of casting in Dallas. I feel like there's people in that city. They just need to find them. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully like it now centers around Tiffany Moon. I mean, like, and that's the kind of person we want. Her house. Yeah. Jeez, that lower level wine cellar. <laughs> oh my God. What was it? Was it like, uh, uh, Stephanie was like, oh, is that why there's all the rocks or whatever? <laughs> or... I know. No, it's like, no, Deandra was like, it's just like the Louvre. Because mm. I've never been to the Louvre, but apparently oh, yes, there's yes, a yes. lower level with some rocks. Yeah. Good night from the lower level. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> Okay, let's move along to OC. So we have essentially like two episodes to kind of meld together and discuss, mm-hmm. which is perfect because not much is happening on either. <laughs> I know. So, um, we're making like such a big deal of Sophie and like for, for Shannon who's been on the show for so long and like the daughters who have been kind of around, it's not like they've made that big of an impression on us, I feel like. I mean, they did back in the days of Locke, Ladies Who Rock. But, like, we always saw them as kind of a package deal with each other. Sure. And the one who always resonated to me was Adeline, because we were living in the age of Adeline. So, Mm. (laughs) like, she was the important one. So the fact that we're getting Sophie confessionals and, like, all about her going to college at Baylor, which is in Waco, which I only know because of um, uh, the Fixer Uppers, Chip and Joanna, because Chip went to Baylor. Wow. Um. So we we end up getting this also in Salt Lake City, but in OC last week we had Bronwyn like testing with new girls essentially. I know, and I didn't I didn't love this scene. Yeah, uh, we have Sherry, who's like essentially her live-in girlfriend. And not to jump ahead, but did you know, did you see that like the end card for Bronwyn was like (laughs) Bronwyn and Sherry no longer talk? (laughs) With the way that like Bronwyn is talking about Sherry for episodes and episodes, like she is my soulmate. She is Mm -hmm. like the best friend I've ever had. She is what I need right now. (laughs) Well, spoiler alert, Bronwyn posted something that her and Sherry actually do talk. So Bravo apparently like did her dirty. Oh, wow. 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 Um, and then, like, for someone that we have been waiting for, because, like, we thought Noella could have even been, like, a friend of the season mm-hmm. or something for how much she was popping in Bronwyn's posts. Like, mm-hmm. we finally meet her and it's just kind of like, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. And, like, we wanted, we were kind of eager for her because Noella, like, Bronwyn and her, like, were talking about politics and, like, how, like, they're the only two, like, blue people in the OC. Yeah. So I yeah. think, like, you and I were like, oh, we would love to see this play out. Yeah, like a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But instead, like, that one scene was just, like, bashing Sean. I know. Like, I don't get how she thought this was all going to be perceived. 
I think that she maybe had a plan coming into the season and the plan just like went. I think she lives in a like la la land with like how she thought things were going to go and how people actually received them. She's just like so mean talking about John. I know. And like the fact that he's he's still standing by her. He showed up to the reunion, as we yeah. see in the preview. Showing up to the finale party. He's going to a sex shop to be papped. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, Bronwyn talking about the paparazzi parked outside of her house on Watch What Happens Live. I thought I was going to faint. It sounds like, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like Luann when she was having her like drunken, nervous breakdown and like what she thought. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, but like I, the likelihood of that is much higher than Bronwyn. Like, right, yeah. The Luann story was a big story that like, crossed over into the mainstream and Luann lives in New York. Like Bronwyn lives in Orange County. It's not like that's a paparazzi hub. Right. No, but totally. It was like a storyline of one of the reunions though, that like Luann in her brain, when she was trying to buy that house, (laughs) thought that there was like paparazzi in the bushes and driving by (laughs) on boats. And then she ran through a field in negligee. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God. Okay. Um, I got to say, like, Gina, even though, like, she's sometimes a little messy, it never gets crazy for me. She is a light spot on this season. I could have done without her. Like, before the season, I was, like, ready to let her go. Yeah. But she is definitely, like, a bright spot in the season as far as just, like, there's at least somebody who I can, like, latch on to. Yeah. Because, like, at the finale party, like, she's at least sitting with Bronwyn while the girls are, like, fucking doing shots you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) um she seems like the one person who's like really like good also uh, as far as like social media behavior a lot of them are going after bronwyn like in social media very publicly and i haven't really seen that from gina yeah She's just like a cool girl, I I think. I hope. <laughs> She's a cool girl. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but like I just I like Travis. I like her. I like them being together. Um yeah, same. She's a cool girl. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this party. Uh I feel like we have spent so much time at Elizabeth Vargas's home. I know. And it's like I, I know. I, I liked how in last week's episode, Emily was actually kind of like mildly insulting to Elizabeth being like, do you ever get tired of like the people like walking by so close to your house? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that didn't stop Emily from hosting the party at Elizabeth's home. It's we've got a lot of this. It's like somebody's having a party, but using somebody else as the host. Mm. Like, yes. Kenya was hosting Cynthia's party, but Candy was the host. And then Emily's having a party and uh, Elizabeth is the host. I do love this like storyline coming back up of like Emily being a party planner. I just like don't quite understand how she juggles both that and her lawyer career. Like I would think both are. Are you being serious? What do you mean? 
I, isn't she doing neither, really? Like, is is she an active attorney? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. I think she's literally doing neither of the above. Okay. So, like, what do we, like, we're living off of, like, Orange County television money and, like, Shane's fa- familial money? Yeah, I think there's a lot of money in Shane's world. Okay. Okay. But, like, does... Pre, Pre-COVID, was Emily going into the office? Like as an attorney or as a yes, party planner? as an attorney. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I would love to get an answer on that. I would too. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, them all screaming at each other, but like mostly directed at Bronwyn. And then like interludes of like fun and hijinks in between felt so psychotic to me. <laughs> it really, this was psychotic. I also didn't like, like the weird beach setup. Um, it was all weird to me. I mean, I liked it just in terms of like, we are being relatively safe COVID wise. Right. But I mean, it was after a house party. So it's like, what's done is done. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, like it's like, Oh, like the, the, Doors, the doors of open. the house were open, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't like sitting in sand. I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you are not a beach person. We know. We know. Yeah. It's like um, why? I'd rather a park grass. I I wish we would have like landed on one fight to have because <laughs> like we were like sort of fight, fighting about politics, like fighting about Bronwyn being a secret lesbian, fighting mm-hmm. about like everyone talking shit about everyone behind their their backs. Like, the problem with OC is no one is friends except for Gina and Emily. Mm-hmm. It's like people choose allies on the show. Except, like, no one's friends, but then, like, uh, Shannon gets in her head that, like, this one person is her friend and then calls them 25 times a day. Good for her. I can't wait to hear about her calling Gina while lit. Yeah. Um, what do you think the chances are if this show is returning that Tamara comes back? So here's the thing. We, we need someone like Tamara who actually brings something. I will say. Yeah. She's got producer mind in some ways. Yeah. But like, People are souring on Bronwyn hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, especially among, like, the Bravo core audience. So, like, Tamara's been buddying up to Bronwyn, but is that, mm. the, is that the ticket to ride? I think so. Because, like, I think people want to see, like, Tamara versus Shannon. Right. But then, uh, like, the weird yeah. thing is that, like, the glue right now of OC, and it's a, it's a not a heavy glue... It's Emily. I know. She was like the matriarch of the end of the end of the episode. I know. So we'll see. I mean, like, I think Elizabeth Vargas must be one and done. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, It's like everything that comes out of her mouth, I like don't believe. Yeah. It was very strange that they did not. Like, usually what they do is roll out the reunion. Tease before the finale airs. I think the timing of it all, because they like filmed the reunion pretty recently, so they might have just not had time to like put together the trailer. But it came out today. Right. 
But that's after the finale. I know, but like, I don't think I think they could have like crunched for a, a day's difference. It's not like it came out a week later, right? But I mean, like, doesn't it usually come out like a week before the finale or something like that? No, it usually comes out like like a day or two before. Okay, maybe the day of. But but then it was strange because like they didn't show it as a preview at the end of the episode, but there was like a tease of it during the commercials before the final scene. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm assuming this is going to be a two-parter. Like, the trailer's now up, and then also, like, on BravoTV.com, they have, like, three different clips up trying to I, like, convince people to watch, I guess. I have no idea where we will go with OC. I couldn't tell you. I need to see, I guess, the reunion. Uh, apparently, there's something horrible that Bronwyn said to one of Shan- Shannon's children that is going to come out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see what that is. Um, let's go over to Salt Lake City. Let's go. So, I mean, like this, these past two episodes kind of centered around the surprise party for Sharif. Mm-hmm. And we had the big explosive fight at the surprise party. And I actually, can I give credit to Jen Shaw for like one second? Sure. The party... I felt was well produced mm. because usually a housewives party is just like a cocktail party in a room. Okay. This was at a place that had activities for people who didn't want to just stand around and talk and drink. I love that. And she was thinking of her husband because maybe he like, he probably likes to play golf. I mean, I, I love the dual theme of <laughs> hip hop and golf. <laughs> I know. Um, it's it's interesting watching this because this is now our very last non-COVID housewives. Yeah, sad. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, Whitney drunkenly stumbling through her rehearsed speech was actually like really funny to me. Yeah, she was such a mess. It's like, I feel like a lot of people have been there where there was a moment when she was like getting ready at the party to go over to Jen and she goes over to Heather and is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. And Heather's like also like lit probably. And it's like, okay, let's do it. But like the, like the way Whitney talks normally was like even funnier in this situation. She's like, Jen Shah, as you know, I believe in truth and French. And then, like, she got interrupted and, like, started over from the beginning. It was the funniest thing to me. I love it. Um, it's funny that also so much of this centers around Mary, a person who is not on this show. <laughs> it's like the only scenes we've had in the few past few weeks have been, like, Mary in her home. Wandering around... With Charlinda, who, like, Charlinda's wearing latex gloves, like, on the day-to-day. Wild. In her, and then Mary's in her bedroom that's also closety. <laughs> she, like, sleeps with, like, mounds and mounds of clothes and shoes out, exposed in the room around her. Do you think her and her husband sleep in the same room? I, like, hope not. I mean, like, I, I actually don't think it's, like, an abnormal thing to do. I know a lot of people who, like, that's what 
the situation, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's sleeping among those clothes. When Mary had Whitney over and made her put the booties on the shoes, but like she's stomping around in her shoes in the home. It's like, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Like, but her, did her shoes go outside? She made a point. <laughs> She made a point, and I, I like see it. Like people's shoes pick up all sorts of shit outside. Did well, Mary's yeah. shoes go outside? I mean, that's why I, I, I like a no shoe policy. Yeah, I, I, you can wear shoes in my home. <laughs> and if I have to take off my shoes in your home, you better be providing booties instead, because <laughs> no, thank you. Wow. Um, okay. So. I do like Lisa and Meredith being more in the mix. Yeah, those two sisters, just like, they're like twins standing there. It's like the twins from The Shining, mm. just always together. Um, Meredith, like Meredith, people have criticized her a lot because she just like, it's like, go on, girl, give us nothing. But I like that about her. Yeah. It's, Go on, girl. Give us nothing. Like, take 10 minutes to get through a sentence. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm having a good time with her. I'm not complaining. Like, Mary's the only one who I'm not really interested in, like, having back next season. Like, I'm having a good time with everyone, essentially. Rumor on the street is that um, Meredith has rented another house for season two. Oh my god! I love that she's a part time. Because they're not living, they're not living in Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're living in Akron, Ohio, um, right? They're living in New York City, New York. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, give her an apple while at it. One thing I wanted to mention from the previous episode is that Mary's multiple houses okay. that she has, one of them is mere blocks away from my apartment. Wow! Wow! I'm I'm thinking three blocks tops based on the photo that appeared on the show. I mean, you should like find out where it is and then like see if you can be the house sitter. I already went looking around tonight to see if I <laughs> like I went down one of the streets to see like, would this make sense? Would this make sense? I need to go on to the next street now. Yeah. Um, I think she lives. Oh, I'm not going to out where I live. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Except you like love to try to out where I live. <laughs> I know. No, that was in the past. Okay. Okay. Um, so I got to say like people have been hating on Jen Schaffer quite some time. And I feel like all the puzzle pieces are coming together. Yeah. We're seeing with more and more backstory, especially after this most recent episode and like what's been going on with her how she feels about her husband being away all the time. Yeah. It is coming together. Yeah. So it's making me like appreciate and understand and want to see more from her. Yeah. I will say in the mm-hmm. tub scenes. Okay. She sometimes puts it on and yeah. like, she's the type of housewife who like a Teresa Giudice relies on like a big violent thing. Sure. In order to like get some, get some people going, you know? So like in the previous episode, it was like throwing that drink just into the, like into the wind. It wasn't, there wasn't even a target for it. And then in the tubs, she was like splashing the water at the cameras. Yeah. I do also think similar to Jen, we're getting like a very full picture of Heather Gay. Heather Gay in the tubs broke my heart. 
Because I wasn't the prior week where we're like celebrating Valentine's Day with Billy. Mm-hmm. And we hear the backstory about how he left her once she started like asserting herself. Yeah. And then we hear even more when she's talking about her friendship with Jen Shaw and how she's afraid to lose Jen if she like speaks her mind. Yeah. I love Heather. Like, I mean, everyone loves Heather Gay. <laughs> Rihanna fucking loves Heather Gay. Oh my god! Rihanna is one of the six hundred thousand people watching this show, and she loves Heather Gay. <laughs> she, she's staying up late <laughs> with us. <laughs> uh, so then, like Bronwyn having that little get together with Noella and Shari, we have Lisa Barlow in a yurt with Meredith Marks and other powerful women. I know. And the way she framed it being like, I like to bring together like, like interesting, powerful people. And I was like, Oh, so Heather Gay is not getting the invite here. Cause you don't <laughs> like her. She's a good time girl. She's a good time girl. Yeah. Um, the, the double date with Meredith and Lisa and the husbands. So first of all, Meredith and Lisa showing up in like the same outfit. Iconic. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But then fucking what's Meredith's husband named Drew? Seth. 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 Same name, basically. Yeah. Um, don't come after me. Anyone named Seth or Drew. Um, but Seth was sitting there in a fucking hoodie where like <laughs> the two women are glammed out. Yeah. The other the other husband at least has like a blazer on. Sure. Sure. Um, I think it's so the way that Meredith announced that they're no longer separated was also like the way she just like takes so long to get through a sentence. I know I just said it, but I like am obsessed with it. I mean, the way she was like presenting it was as if like we get a parade after this announcement. I know. And then like, also just like them ordering food. I could not imagine Meredith Marks eating burrata. Oh, okay. Okay. Like when they were ordering food in like the previous episode with like the sushi, that made sense to me. Sure. 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 Like, I think that teriyaki rib, the teriyaki rib. I think Meredith's like diet is consistent mostly of sushi. She's Mm. just like a sushi gal. I like that for her. Let's check her mercury intake and levels. Sure. Uh, anything else from this episode we need to pay attention to? Um, not off the top of my head. No. Yeah, um, we're heading to Las Vegas next week, which I'm very excited for. But like, I feel like the preview didn't really. It was there was too much going on, and I couldn't figure out what was what was happening. I know they're racing cars, and then like they're kind of talking. Then like my my recording got cut off at the end, so then Jen's yelling at Heather at some point near the end. So yeah. I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's like Jen. Why would you yell at Heather after she? Just like bore her heart to you, saying that she's afraid to lose you to Meredith and Lisa. Yeah, but I think like that's just like the nature of their friendship. <laughs> I know it's just like I have never, I don't think, stand a housewife in my life the way I love and care about Heather Gay. Yeah, we know. And that- if she ends up being awful in the future, that is my cross to bear. Yeah, well, we know that the reunion was filmed last week uh just a day after the storming of the capitol and i wonder if that came up i know and andy said this was the longest 
first season reunion ever filmed. Give us three parts. It was filmed in New York, New York. Yeah. I I want to know, even though like in this COVID day and age, like seating matters less. I'm dying to know the configuration. Same. I'm dying to know like Mary's performance. I saw something that Mary said on Watch What Happens Live that I actually didn't watch the episode for. Yeah. But apparently she said she almost didn't watch a single episode of the show before she went to the reunion. Yeah. uh, Apparently, like, she just never opened the emails with the episode links. (laughs) She's busy leading a cult, Dan. I know. She's got to get those tithes, right? It's called tithing. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. I thought you said tides, and I was like, Tide Pods? Tide Pods, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get to the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. Okay. Uh, okay, so the Freak of the Week is one Siggy Flicker. So there was like a rumblings that she was down at the Capitol. She had posted a a video of like a bunch of red hat MAGA people on a plane like chanting and cheering and celebrating but like mm-hmm. when when she posted that video like I did not assume that she was on that plane either did I I was like oh I think I had seen that video in another place too yeah. potentially and, but I think a lot of people assumed that yeah and then there was a photo that came out of a woman who from a distance, looks very much like Miss Soggy Flicker. Yeah. I mean, granted, like, this was pixelated, like, and, up and But down. I, like, I spent a long time looking at the photo because, like, I was like, hmm. And I spent a long time looking at her Instagram, which is hard to find, actually. Um, I know. Is she, like, shadow banned? Because it, like, takes I, you a few scrolls to get to it. I think she claims she's shadow banned, and I think she's the first person who's claimed she's shadow banned. That actually might be. <laughs> and I I actually hate to admit that. I actually hate to admit that. Yeah. Um, but the hair length of the photo and the color of the hair looked like her sure. from afar. Uh but she she claims it's not, and I like and I don't think it is. But the reason she is the freak is like she was so excited for this. Like she was cheering it on and wanting this to happen. And like, she probably is the farthest down MAGA lane out of all the housewives. Oh yeah. If you ever want to feel bad about the state of the world, go to Siggy Flicker's Instagram and click her stories. Cause every day it's like 20 stories with conspiracy theory shit. Yeah. It's like really, really scary. Um, so I do like, I do think Siggy has been sort of erased from like New Jersey memory at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, so I hope that continues to be the case because, but it's interesting because like she was like, she ushered in, she was part of the ushering in of like this new era of like New Jersey housewives. And I hate to admit it, yeah, but her first season to me, she came across as kind of likable. Yeah, she like we were like when she walked in, like drinking the soup with her head all bandaged up. But she has erased all of that like good goodwill. favor any of us or yeah. goodwill any of us had for her, and just like gone, been totally red pilled and gone down the rabbit hole, and is awful. Yeah, uh, Brendan, who is our one true queen? So our one true queen is. 
not a person, but an act. So <laughs> Miss Ramona Singer tonight um, on Instagram posted a screenshot of her calculator app that said something like 11,000 and something with like some decimal point. <laughs> I just like don't know how you get that far in like the posting process. <laughs> I mean, I just like I, I love that for her. Because, like, she's clearly a person, like, in control of her social media Mm -hmm. output. Yeah, because over the weekends, when there was, like, an Alabama-Ohio game happening, and did you see that she um, posted, like, a cocktail recipe that she was making as, like, an Alabama fan? And she called it, like, the Alabama Slammer, and then she said, World Tide. And, like, the University of Alabama, it's famously Roll Tide is, like, the oh, saying okay. that people say. Okay, okay. So, she's definitely in control there. Yeah. Um, another thing that she posted that's, like, a little more on the serious side is there was this, like, fake news thing going around that people could get get COVID vaccines that were about to uh, be expired yeah. at this one location in brooklyn yeah and And i was ready to hop in the car (laughs) i know (laughs) i like i got it from a text from a friend then i shared it in a group text that uh with dan and others but uh it turned out really quickly to be fake news but ramona also posted that shortly after the calculator thing was deleted and then she (laughs) deleted that post and then posted a photo of her leah luann and tinsley wow i think to cleanse the timeline wow 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 well, thank you, Ramona, for always surprising us. Um, Truly. That is it for this week. As we mentioned at the top of the show, check out the survey at comethroughqueen.com. On Patreon, we're talking about Olivia Rodrigo's driver's license. We're talking about um, Sex in the City casting Housewives on our bonus episode, as well as like Housewives acting careers. So... You can find all of that at comethroughqueen.com. Like, comment, subscribe. Heart share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.